with the movement show sarah hogan speaking and i've got my glorious guest on karen her life story if you've been listening is one to behold (laughs) (laughs) it's incredibly interesting and we're going to touch a little bit more now on about how karen has gone from coming back to the uk with a suitcase only and three children in tow Mm -hmm. not having anywhere to live having to completely restart her life. And now we're up to the age of, what, 46, 40? 46, 47. 46, 47, finding her fitness. And this finding her fitness has now led her to find her own business. So, Karen, can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Yeah. So, having developed this idea that there had to be a connection between nutrition plans that personal trainers and gyms give you and then what's practical in the real world of <laughs> real women not just dry broccoli and dry chicken nobody yeah. wants that today yeah. let's face it and and women like me i suppose initially um 
where it started was, you know, working mums or mums with young children uh, or women in their, you know, career women even don't have time to do what they're asking or want more interesting food. So putting together these very simple meal ideas that translated from, like we said, like a chili con carne, not a piece of chicken, you know, and that sort yes. of thing. Um it was then, well, how do I make that into something that actually pays because of yeah. this pressure for, for money? Yeah. And so I had to, um, you know, go go back in and look at what has happened over the last 20 years. So I'm kind of unaware of social media, you know, <laughs> websites even, you know, yeah. in my day. Things, things had moved on. <laughs> a lot, you know, you no longer opened a shop. Um, and, and relearn all of that um, so that I could start an online business and sell it to people. And uh, technically, you know, you're lucky if I can turn on a laptop, you know. <laughs> and somehow, five years after that, because I'm 51 now, I have a software company, which just is beyond belief <laughs> for someone who can't turn on their laptop it's, it's pretty impressive it's yeah. pretty impressive now starting this business up for anyone but particularly for yourself you know yeah. with the background and everything it's quite a scary time it was probably more terrifying than being dumped in the uk with three suitcases and three oh, okay. children Goodness. because i think this little legacy that my stepfather had left me which was like ten thousand pounds or yeah. whatever we're now post-divorce so i'd been given some money from the divorce and that had paid back the ten thousand that i'd used to buy furniture and the girls clothes and you know yeah. get us into a well, house and pay have rent. your life yeah <laughs> And and so I'm sitting there with literally £10,000 to my name, which at 47 isn't considered a huge investment, you yeah. know, no pension, nothing else. Um, and I'm now going to invest it in a business. Okay. Big decision. Massive, because obviously if it goes under, it doesn't work out. That's my tiny little nest egg. Gone. Gone. Mm, okay. Well, we'll come back to that soon, but we're going to have a little bit of music now. Now, I'm not really familiar with this song, John, I'm Only Dancing by the wonderful David Bowie. Now, again, I know you're going to have a story about why we chose this song. So, Karen, why have we chosen John, I'm Only Dancing? Because when I was very, very young, I used to be a bit of a gothic girl, a bit of a, a punk even, and... In this whole process of starting a business and not having a husband anymore, I've also rediscovered my personality from the past. And this re this is just a really fun track that reminds me of being 16, 17, even though the track's older than that, by yeah. the way. And just hanging out with people that you want to hang out with and being around people you want to be with. And that's something else the business has bought me. It's bought me a new circle of people that I really connect with. And I never really connected with the corporate wives. So right. it's all about having fun in life again. Well, we like a bit of fun in our lives. Let's listen to John Amoli dancing.
really enjoyed that Karen I've not heard that song before I thought it was a great little happy tune there <laughs> yeah we're trying to keep everything upbeat even well, if the story sounds a bit depressing <laughs> there's a good ending there's a good ending and coming on coming mm. on to that so Karen you can't turn on a laptop no <laughs> okay I'm sure a lot of people are at home laughing in, in agreement there but you've got a software company yes okay <laughs> So, Luckily, the programming isn't down to me. <laughs> thank goodness for that. Okay, so so tell us, tell us more. So, what is this software company? How does it help people? And what does it do? What does it do? Right. Okay. So the the initial idea was to have like a sort of weekly updates of recipes that personal trainers could then give to their clients so the clients didn't get bored with what they're mm. eating and it fitted with the idea of getting fitter or losing weight or even gaining muscle because yes. obviously it's not just for women it's for any personal trainer client so it could be men who want to get bigger you yes, know um and then it ended up becoming something where it was a lot more interactive which has to be done on a computer so if you were like my oldest daughter is now vegan Yes, so if you yes, were vegan, is, yeah. you can literally tick a box and only vegan recipes come back. Brilliant. Or if you're gluten-free, you could tick a box as a client or a personal trainer and only gluten re uh, you know, gluten-free recipes come back. Or you might just be looking for a breakfast that day that's interesting or a slow cooker meal. So it had these like selection boxes to so that you didn't just face all the recipes on there. You could find you can, and feel completely lost by too mm. many. You could go, oh, or you might look in your fridge and go, oh, I've only got you know chicken in today and you could type in chicken and it would bring back the chicken recipe so it was so it had to be software to be able to do all of that yeah it sounds it sounds very complex there's a lot a lot going a lot on of choices yes. and then of course over time things develop and people want to say well i want to be able to write down what food i've eaten i want to be able to do you know if i go and, and buy a, a heinz 
you know, baked beans or any kind of baked beans type thing and have that on toast. I want to still be able to know that I've eaten it and have it as a meal diary. So can they now, can they track it then? Yes, so they the people can track can tra- everything. Oh, right. That's great. And we've even got, now we've developed it even further. You get graphs and you get charts. So if you're losing weight, you can see your little line going down. And recently, this year, we introduced exercises as well and videos so that you so, can do So almost you've got your own personal trainer. So if you, if I was at home, say to speak, and uh, I've got my laptop in front of me and I fancy doing a workout, I can log yep. in, I presume, and yeah. go on and then... Create one. Create create a programme. So if I fancy doing some Pilates, maybe, yeah. we've, got, we've got that there and I can follow that on yeah. my laptop at home. And we've got the graphics that show you exactly how you're spine should be aligned or your shoulders are aligned so you you know how to perform the exercise correctly that's brilliant because a lot of the time obviously as you know my background is movement and dance and fitness because i sometimes wonder you know with online programs it's brilliant because you don't have to leave home but you've got nobody there telling you actually how to do it you're just following and trying to look and see the telly and uh, you know and it's quite hard so you've got like a sort of a pre thing where you can actually have a look, learn the exercise, see where we're, what we're doing, if we're doing it properly, and then yeah, and do you it. can keep that on for as long as you need it. So if you you know if you're doing a six week program and by week two you're confident, you can then turn it off. But it will always be there, showing you the correct alignment until you turn it off. Wow, what a brilliant idea! So how uh, me Joe Public here how. How could I find this? What would I, you know, I was like, oh, this sounds really good. I, I want some more of that. All my recipes there. You know, how, how would we go about finding you in? We only sell to personal trainers and gyms. Oh. So if your gym or personal trainer, you know, if you're a member of a gym and they don't have this software, go and tell them to buy it for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> because then they can add all their gym members. So if you imagine you're a gym and you've got 100 members, you can add everyone and then everyone's got access as part of their gym membership or a little fee to the gym if the gym wanted to charge for it. But it means that we're not asking you, the public, directly to give us money. We're saying, actually, this should be part of what a gym should supply, just like a treadmill, just like anything else that comes with a gym membership. This should be essential. I think that's a brilliant idea. So anybody... Personal trainers out there, anybody with gyms, uh, here's your lady. <laughs> here's us. your lady. We need to get in touch. So we're going to listen to a bit more music now. And um, I love this song. I know my husband loves this song as well. It's Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. So do we have a story behind this, Karen, or do we just think, yeah, let's just pop it on today? <laughs> um, well, no, it's, again, it's that <laughs> rebirth. It's all about the rebirth, isn't it? And obviously the business has gone through some sketchy times and now it's kind of nice and steady and it's about i feel like i rule my little world (laughs) i think you rock your world
Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more to Karen now. Karen, you say that fear isn't real. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to know what you mean by that fear isn't real. Well, it's, I think it's something that we all suffer from. We're, we're scared of change. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, we don't like change. I think most people don't like change. And as you get older, you like it less and less. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, younger, you might be a bit more adventurous. And I think one of my biggest fears initially was being left in my 40s with young children. <laughs> so there you go. I think that would be anybody's biggest fear. <laughs> and I kind of maybe stayed in a marriage I shouldn't have stayed in because I was scared of being a single parent and not having any money and having to do it all myself. And then when it happens... And you realise actually it's not as bad as you imagined. And then actually it's better than you imagined. And then you think, actually, I'm now having a life I'd never have had if I'd stayed where I was. And I'm a lot, lot happier than I was. It means that fear that kept me trapped in maybe quite an unhappy marriage for years wasn't real. It yes. wasn't a real fear. We we put something in our heads where we look at the negative of what could happen in a situation. We never look at the positive. No one would be married with three children and go, now, if I left my husband, I could end up running my own business and being completely... <laughs> you don't. You look at all the negative stuff. And I'm not... I've overcome a lot of fears, but I still get them even now. And, and one of the, my big ones was the girls are now growing up. I've deliberately chosen not to be with anyone else. So as they do their own thing, like my oldest now in volunteering in Tanzania for a few months, you're left more and more alone. Yes. And another change in your life. Another change, another life stage. But also that I love I love to travel and they you know, I drag the girls with me. But there's going to be a point in the future where there will be no one to drag with me. So I've just got back literally last night. You know, you've just faced a huge fear of your own, haven't you? Yeah, a new one. So which, tell us about it. Well, it was going on holiday by myself. Yay! <laughs> which sounds ridiculously silly in comparison to being, you know, left with children. But it's still a fear. Will anyone talk to me? Yeah. Will I be in this city by myself, looking at art galleries by myself? Now, to some people, this sounds wonderful but to an extrovert that's kind of frightening in itself you know I've got to kind of appreciate this piece of art all by myself and then not discuss it with anyone have no one to say what yes. do you think the artist means by this or whatever it is that you like to do even sitting in a cafe or whatever and so and time to think and reflect yes. also do you want that time by yourself where you know you're sitting there and you things might come into your head that you might not want to. Not so positive. <laughs> yeah. So my daughter recommended, my 20-year-old, and this is how life turns around, isn't it? Because now I'm getting recommendations from my own children. <laughs> she'd, she'd done it herself and she'd gone hosteling. Okay. She said, Mum, what you need to do is stop going to fancy hotels because no one ever talks to you in a hotel. You know, right. if you're in the bar in a hotel, so no one talks to you're you. You're thinking, what's happened to my luxuries? What, am I, what yeah. are you getting me into? What? You need to go to a hostel and you need to pick one where it talk, has a social area. Like okay. a communal lounge or something. Yeah. And I still had a fear with that because I thought, well, yeah, 20-year-olds go backpacking and hostelling, not 50-year-old women. You know? <laughs> no one's going to want to talk to a 50-year-old woman when they're going on pub crawls and things. Yeah. So I went bravely to this hostel. I didn't do... So where, where did you travel to? Uh, Bulgaria. To Bulgaria? Yeah. So uh, just a short trip. Hmm. Very cheap short trip because if I hated it... <laughs> it wasn't, I, it wasn't three thinking, weeks yeah. stuck, you know. And uh, so I, I, I thought, right, 
just grab this one. And um, so I went, I did get my own room. I did pay a little bit extra to have my own room rather than be in a communal. Yeah, I don't think I could have done yeah. been in with everybody else. You've got to have a little bit of privacy, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> And then I sat in the lounge and there were people on their laptops, digital nomads, which is another life plan now that I can tell you about Ooh, later. Digital nomads, something mm. I've not heard of. Okay. That's a new one for a bit later. And people were not talking. I thought, oh dear, this isn't looking great. And then I just kind of, somebody got a pack of cards out and someone was playing pool. So I kind of hung around the pool table and said, I'll give you a game. I'm useless at pool. <laughs> and I started talking and... Uh, I have to say those four days have been the best holiday I've had with, you know, I've had great holidays. My children don't get me wrong, but it's been the best holiday I've had from meeting new people. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love that you've faced your fear. Now, we're going to come on more to these people that you met and maybe what their expectations were of, of me, you. yeah. <laughs> um, but I've I've chosen this song, um, an Elton John track, um, which I think is very apt for you, Karen. It's called "I'm Still Standing," mm. and I just her, I just thought this is Karen. She's still standing. <laughs> She's going through it. She's overcome so much. So yeah. this one's for my friend Karen.
I'm still standing and Karen is certainly still standing. So Karen's just faced her fear and she's got on a plane, gone to Bulgaria and stayed in a hostel mm -hmm. and met new people, I presume. Lots of new people. And, okay. it, and so, it's very exciting because you, if you travel with friends, you might chat to other people, but you don't really get to know them and they don't get to know you. It's just a pleasant bit of company yes, for the evening. Yes, the time. Yeah. And this was like such an amazing experience. Now, hopefully both ways. Hopefully both ways. Okay. Because I was meeting people like um, there was a psychiatrist who was 28 and was looking into all sorts of new areas of psychiatry and researching that. And we could talk very deeply about what her research. Ooh. And then there'd be, you know, lads, young lads yeah, from Australia. You're in, a, you're in a hostel, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Who were just there for the beer, you know, and you could have fun and play card games and pool with them. But you're not going to connect deeply. And then there was Claudio, whose perception I changed of 50-year-old women. Wow. Well, I like this. So <laughs> what was Claudio's perception? Well, Claudio is actually 49. He doesn't look it, I have to say. But um, we'd gone on a day trip because that's the other thing you can do. You can always go, well, if I'm going to be by myself, I'll book these trips out. Yes. Keep yourself busy. Keep yourself busy. And on the trip, there will, will be other people. So I booked this stray trip to Rila Monastery, very beautiful up in the mountains. We were sitting next to each other in this little mini bus. And he didn't, he was a bit hesitant about talking to me. And then later on, he admitted he's, he's gay. And he admitted that he felt uh, that women of my age are very judgmental and not very open and quite staid in how we look at life and we're a little old-fashioned and not necessarily judgmental about his sexuality but about life. We're not open to the internet. We're not open to nomading. We're not open to travelling. We're kind of all about being a soccer mum. Okay, and that's well, just so not you. <laughs> yes, so not me and so not lots of yes, women. Yes, yes. Don't judge a book yeah. and all that. And and so halfway through this trip, he did actually say, he said, you have completely changed my view of women my age. Oh, okay. So how did you do that? How have you changed his view? What What did you do? What did you speak about? I think we just talked, we talked about... Um, He's a psychoanalyst. Oh, okay. <laughs> I seem to meet a lot of people with uh, who are studying and um, free therapy, <laughs> free therapy as I go around. No, we were, we were just talking about life and making plans and expectations of life, and we talked a bit, obviously, about my children, but also about his experiences of travelling, and and I I just think we're talking about a little bit about spirit spirituality and belief systems. Fantastic. And and going to India and what, what you would get out of that and meditation and just lots and lots of crazy and sometimes considered youthful subjects. Right, okay. You know, this all self-discovery journey and self-awareness seems to be very much a 20 to 30-year-old thing and I didn't think <laughs> he realised that 50-year-olds are also interested in... Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, tapping into more than material goods. Yeah, very much so. Um, and, and so that's what the sort of conversations we were having and I think he felt he was, he was having a conversation with a 30-year-old but actually, I'm 51. I love it. I love the fact that you have changed his perception. Mm. Hats off to you. Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Okay, so another strong woman 
Blondie. We're going to have a little bit of Blondie now. And this song is Nothing Is Real But The Girls. So it's a very girl power. Girl power. She was one of the first girl powers. Oh, and absolutely stunning. Everybody wanted to look like Blondie. Yeah, absolutely wanted to look like Debbie <laughs> Harry. And she was a girl who went from a middle-class hometown to join a rock band and strut her stuff. Wow. Well, on that note, let's play the song. <laughs> We're back with the Movement Show and our wonderful guest, Karen. Now, Karen, we've spoken so much about your incredible life Mm -hmm. and facing your fears, finding a newfound confidence. Absolutely. And also finding confidence in a big image overhaul, I think we could maybe say. Yes, massive image overhaul. Okay, so I know we're on radio, so you can't oh, I'm, I'm going to have to describe it. So you're going to have to describe it, you yeah. are. Okay, so 
between 20 and, and actually probably 50, I, I did dress pretty much as a corporate wife or, you know, somebody of that ilk would dress, mm. you know, and even starting the business. And at, at some points when I'm involved in the gym, I wear a lot of sportswear, but it, it's very much you would see me in what was fashionable, but in a mum way. Okay. Yummy mummy. Yeah. A <laughs> yummy mummy. And then again... I'm, I was always the rebel when I was a teenager. I was never, I was the black sheep, you know. And, <laughs> and really, I think the last element of being something somebody else wanted me to be was how I looked. That was like the yes. last element to go. So I've, I've become the single parent. I've started a business. I'm going on trips by myself. But the last element was how I look. And so I did an image overhaul as to what do I actually want to look like. So currently, because you can't see me. <laughs> and um, it's a great look, by the way. When you walked in today, you look fantastic. You look happy. You look radiant. And radiant coloured hair as well. Radiant coloured hair. So um, I have uh, rainbow coloured braids in my hair. Uh, so you're, if I'm walking about and you've heard me on here, you will now spot who I am. And I've kind of gone for a bit of a boho look. Yeah. So, you know, my summer clothes are loose and flowy and all mismatching patterns. And in winter, it's, I don't know, it's just like thick woolly tights and big baggy jumpers and weird hair. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see someone with a big baggy jumper and weird hair, you will know it's Karen. <laughs> but it's great. And you've, you've had that confidence just to think, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So what would you say to women of around our age, you know, age 40s upwards, if they're wanting to do something different, they're wanting to change something in their lives, what words of advice from your experience mm -hmm. doing it yourself would you give to them? Um, that whatever you imagine and you're probably imagining the worst that can happen yeah. is highly unlikely to happen and actually even if it did you overcome it anyway Yes, it's just the path changes so that life is not this straight path it's a wood with many little offshoots and branches and little interesting tracks and if you always stay on the straight path <laughs> you miss the interesting mm. track that takes you to the beautiful waterfall that you didn't know was there wow and we couldn't have <laughs> i couldn't have <laughs> thought that that is beautiful karen so just try it and if you don't like it no damage done no damage done. No damage done. Fantastic. That's going to take us into a beautiful song now. And I've, I really, I really love the way you spoke about that. And this is a song that I've picked because you've just faced your fears. You did fly away. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go into Randy Crawford with One Day I'll Fly Away.
What a beautiful song there. Drifted, drifted, (laughs) drifted away. So back talking to our fantastic guest, Karen. And um, Karen, what's your next adventure? I know you're going to have something incredible planned. So what's what's happening next for, for Karen? What's next on the on the block so to speak well long term they're short term and long term so short term having done this little solo trip i think next year will be the the year of karen doing these little five-day trips or two-day trips just different european cities you've got the taste for it now you've overcome the fear i've overcome that fear i realize it's you know it's what you're going to make of it yes and not to take anything personally you know and just go and have some fun and meet new people and i think we can get very staid in our social circle as well yes you know definitely. family friends lovely people that they are it's sometimes great to meet new people because they've got new ideas and they refresh you i came back very refreshed you've said you look so happy you do you look really well when you came in i was like wow and it's just literally that energy from meeting new people um so i want to do more of that but long term Something I've looked into is this idea of digital nomad. So, digital nomad. (laughs) We touched on that earlier. So, explain what is a digital nomad. (laughs) Again, it's purely accident. That's why I mean about life is random. So, I accidentally started a company that's online. Yes. And you can't turn on a laptop. Yeah. Which is brilliant. And... That's opened up this opportunity and more and more people are doing this. I think there's maybe 80,000 now in the world doing it where you can work anywhere in the world. Well, yeah. As long as you've got access to some internet. And the world is gearing up for digital nomads. So you can go to a country, you can short term let uh, an apartment if you want. But there are centres called digital hubs where other digital nomads meet yeah it's, it's, it's like a whole like community a whole new world whole new world and there are laptops there and you can work and you can chat and it's like a, a communal office space for people who aren't working for each other like most offices but working in this digital space brilliant and it means you can see the world 
you can and go like to you say, different your, your, your job's in front of you, your work's in front of you on this little laptop. So you jump on a plane, rent somewhere for a few months, maybe? Yes, up to, I mean, most places will let you go as a tourist for three months. And if you really loved it, often you can extend for a yeah. further three months. So you could go to Bali or the Philippines or Colombia or America even. They would ask for a certain amount of money in the bank, but that's not impossible uh, because the business brings in a wage. So you have to have the traveling, you have to have practical things like travel insurance, but the idea would be that when the girls are grown up, the house doesn't have to be as big. I buy something small. Back in my hometown, which is up in the Dales, <laughs> um, that would be fully furnished with all my stuff. And I might rent that Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah. yeah. And then I go off somewhere else. And all of this has happened when I was 21. The internet didn't even exist. I know. I mean, people, the younger generation, when you say that, it's like my dance kids, you know, they're like, what do you mean the internet didn't exist? Or what, what do you mean a phone you didn't did. have a phone in your pocket? You know? <laughs> no, it was attached to a wall. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And so all these opportunities are partly because of, them being thrown at me and then never in my life plan you know my life plan was pretty you know solid plan um and partly because technology has also moved and accident and chance and then sometimes me making it happen like the digital nomad i have to go make that happen yes you do and i think the whole point about facing your fears is and doing these little trips was to so I could go, yeah, I could do this. I could go live in Bali for three months. And oh, sounds fantastic. I'd still meet people. I still have people to talk to. And I'm just open to any experience, any experience. And I just think this is what women need. To just be, say yes. Say yes rather than no. Now, leading us on to our next song. Mm hmm You've got a fire in your tummy. You yeah. really your fire. Your love for life is, is showing. And when you walked in today, you're just looking so happy, so vibrant. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. Take us back to our youth with Relight My Fire. I take that. Awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Ha, ha. 
Hello, Sarah Hogan here with The Movement Show. We've been having an incredible morning. It's our first two-hour show with what a brilliant guest to start our first two-hour show, Karen. Now, we are drawing to a close. I could be, I could be on here all day talking to you. <laughs> it's been such fun and what a brilliant story you've had. So, parting words, really, Karen. What, what would you like to, words of wisdom, would you like to, to leave us with? I think it's just that as women, particularly women of a certain age, but even younger women, we get stuck in a rut. Yeah. Now, I'm, your husband doesn't have to leave you with three kids. <laughs> you don't have, you can, you are we allowed. We don't recommend that. <laughs> you are allowed to have a, a perfectly, you know, normal kind of life and not go off on loads and loads of different tangents. But I think it's that thing that... To get your confidence back, take those little steps. So if there's like a hairstyle, it sounds silly, but if there's a hairstyle you really love, that you've seen on someone or seen in a magazine, but you're like, mm, I'm not sure, maybe I'm too old for that, maybe it won't suit me, go get it done. Yeah. Hair grows back. Colours <laughs> change. Yes. You know, if you're in a restaurant and it's one that you go to regularly, and we all know what happens, you end up having the same food because you know it's good, Try the menu, try the special, try something different and just do a little thing, maybe daily, maybe once a week that just pulls you out of that rut and gives you that little spark of confidence to try some new things. Karen, thank you so very much. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it's been a brilliant show. I hope this Monday has motivated you all to go out there, to face your fears and to say yes. Georgia Rose